Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. My name is Jack Clifton. I've got my co-host and wonderful wife, uh, Claire Clifton, alongside me. And Claire, this is a very exciting time, the very first podcast episode of uh, the Shire Salvos podcast. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Jack. Good to be doing this with you. Uh, so the Shy Salvos podcast is uh, something that's been in the work for the last couple of months. Basically, it's going to uh, include uh, having the sermon each week and the Bible reading, uh, and we're going to be keeping you updated on everything that's happening in the Shy Salvos world. So from uh, things that are happening at Youth Group to the Red Shield Appeal and uh, basically everything else that you would have generally got in a newsletter or church bulletin uh, in years gone by, we're going to try and keep you updated on all of that. So looking forward to, uh, to bringing you uh, that uh, each week here on the podcast. But we've got a sermon from Sunday with church going back and it's been such a blessing that uh, we've been able to to get back into the church building and everything around COVID has kind of settled down in Sydney and New South Wales that we've been able to get back to church. Um, It's a very, very exciting time. Uh, Claire, can you tell us, uh, give us a bit of info about um, the sermon that Mark was preaching on on Sunday and the sermon that we're going to play very, very shortly? Yeah, so it was awesome to be back um, gathering as a church on Sunday. So Mark spoke to us um, about so the story from Acts 26, um, the story of Paul. So lots of us, if we've been around the church for a while, we know about Paul. He was Saul and just the transformation journey that happened in his life. And um, Mark just shares about the things that we can learn from that story. So uh, we've got the Bible reading from Mavis, and that's going to lead straight into the sermon and talk from Mark. Our Bible reading is taken from Acts chapter 26 and verses 1 to 20. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul motioned with his hands and began his defence. King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defence against all the accusations of the Jews, and especially so because you are well acquainted with all the Jewish uh, customs and and all, all that is there. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. The Jews all knew the way I have lived ever since I was a child, from the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time and can testify, if they are willing, that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. And now it is because of my hope in what God has promised our fathers that I am on trial today. This is the promise our 12 tribes are hoping to see fulfilled as they earnestly serve God day and night. O King, it is because of this hope that the Jews are accusing me. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is just what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priest, I put many of the saints in prison. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Many a time I went into the synagogue to... Many a time I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished, and I tried to force them to blaspheme. 
in my obsession against them. I even went to foreign cities to persecute them. On one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authorities and commissions of the chief priest. About noon, O king, I was on the road. I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Arabic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against a goal. Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and a witness of what you have seen of me and what you will show me. I will rescue you from your own people and from, and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness into light and from the power of Satan to God as they that made receive forgiveness of sin and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision of the heavens, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem, and to all Judea and all Gentiles. Also, I preached that they should repent and turn to God and prove their repentance by their deeds. Amen. Some of you might not know um, Mavis, but when my parents got commissioned as army officers, their first appointment was at Miranda. So um, we, and Ma- Mavis and was there. She knew I was when I was four years old. And I developed my love for egg sandwiches at Miranda. So my mum would take me. It was before uh, daycare, I suppose. She would take me to seniors. And while she was still talking, I would duck out the back and I would eat all the egg sandwiches from all the like, little sandwich things. So I don't really eat egg sandwiches anymore because I probably had too many of them when I was younger. But... Um, I still rem- I can just remember that like it was yesterday. But you know what? It is so good to be together under one roof. I want to tell you this. God has something to say to you each. Do you believe that? Do you believe God still speaks to people that take the time? You're taking the time to listen? It's not going to be anything through, anything through me or what I say, but the Word of God is living. It is transforming. And it has the power to change people when they read it, when they bring it into their heart and they speak it out and live it. And that's what we're praying today. I'm praying that you would ask the question, what can you learn from this story? And how can this story encourage us to live better? This week I was seeking God. I said, God, what is the message that you want to share today? What is, what is that you want me to share with your people? And I got this little gentle whisper. It wasn't a booming voice or anything, but it was just a gentle whisper. It says, let the word of God do the heavy lifting. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak and minister to my people. I'm like, okay, that takes the pressure off. Um, so the first thing, I've got three things, simple things that I want to share that I grab from the Word. And the first one is this, never be ashamed to share your story. Never be ashamed to share your story. We call it a testimony in church. Um, we can, you know, make it all nice and rosy, but it's, it's called a story. All the great Christians in the past, what they would do, they weren't ashamed of their past, even if they have done wrong things. Paul, in this case, was killing Christians and persecuting Christians, and he wasn't ashamed to share 
what he had done because what he was what he wanting to do is point to the power of God and how he can take this take a man who hated and persecuted Christians and change him into the likeness of Jesus there is power in the story and I feel God is right raising up the church do you know what to start sharing their story again I think we've become too quiet I'm not saying that we go on the corners and start preaching and sharing I'm talking through friendships you already have just to be more intentional, to have, to have a word of prayer with someone. I had my mate and he's got an online business and it wasn't going too great and he's invested a lot of money into this. And I said to him, I was like, Lord, what do I do here? I said, mate, I just want to let you know I'm, pray- I'm going to be praying for your business. And he comes to me and goes, Mark, this has been fantastic. He goes, but it's never, we're going up. We've got our high sales and all this stuff. And you know, I felt like, oh no, what happens if it doesn't continue? You know, but, but I was like, God, doesn't matter. The conversation has started. I believe that you had to intervene. And you know, whatever happens, I'm going to continue to journey with this guy. Paul gives an outline of a testimony in scripture that is a simple structure of a testimony and I want to share and remind you this of your testimony when I was in Africa and when I was in Fiji they would say always be prepared to give an account of your story your testimony and they there's about 400 people and they said my brother Mark he's going to come and he's going to share his story I'm like which brother Mark are you talking about you know (laughs) but never we we have to be willing to share our story and the simple model is this, Paul in verses 9 to 12, he starts sharing what his life was like before he knew Jesus. This is the first part. What was your like, life like before you knew Jesus? Well, Paul's life, he was full of rage and hatred towards followers of Jesus. He was basically a murderer. He cast lots to see if people would die or survive. He would go from town to town persecuting people, full of anger. That's the type of person... Paul was. He became Paul, but he's in the story he saw. But you get what I'm saying? That was what he was like. That's the first part of your story. What was life like before I knew Jesus? And then he has an encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. What was life like? How did you come to know Jesus? For some of you, it could be an encounter. You may have gone through crisis and you reached out to God. For some of you, you can't remember. I remember going to church when I was this high. And I can't remember exactly the moment, but I know over periods of time, I've recommitted and rededicated my life to him. And for some of you, you might have a checkered past. And you know what? Every story, every encounter with Jesus, how you came to give your life to Jesus is valid and important. And it's part of your testimony. It's part of your story. And I feel like God's raising us up. He goes, start sharing your story. First thing is, before I knew Jesus, how I came to know Jesus, and then this, how my life is better because I know Jesus. You with me? That's your testimony. It could be as simple as this. I was at a wedding, and one of my mate's wives comes up to me randomly out of the blue, and she says, Mark, are you scared of dying? I said, well, I don't want to die, and I'll miss out on a lot, you know, family and whatever, but I'm not scared of dying. Because I believe this is a pre-sequel to what is to come. I believe in eternity. And I believe that one day I'm going to be in paradise with him. I said, you can have that assurance as well. Simple opportunities to testify. That is the story. That is a testimony. And you know what? You all have one. 
And what I think God's raising up is that he just wants Christians, maybe not even necessarily new, but people in your path that you've done the journey with, you've, you've earned the right, if anything, to speak into their life. And when they come to you, you can just simply, you know, you know what, before I knew Jesus, I was lost. And I came to know Jesus. My parents said, when I learned about Jesus, I learned what it was all about. And you know what? I decided one day, you know what, I'm just going to give it a go. I'm going to try and be fully sold out to him and live his way. And you know what? My life has been forever changed. It's a story. And I want to encourage you today. Someone needs to hear your story. You with me? Someone needs to hear your story. Because your story is important. It's valid. And it's essential in seeing people come to know Jesus. When Christians stop sharing their story, we stop advancing the kingdom of God. We mustn't be silent. And by all this, people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Share your story in love and you cannot go wrong. Never be ashamed to share your story. Turn to the person next to you and say, testify. With a bit of enthusiasm, come on, testify, testify. That's the Christian-y word, you know, that we're talking about. But it's sharing your story. The second thing I want to bring out and, and remind us, and I feel like God spoke to me, he says, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, can turn your anger and rage and disappointment into love, forgiveness, and passion for Him. He has done this for generations, and He can do it again. He has done it through the, the greats of the Christian faith. And he can do it in your life and he can do it into the lives of those in your path, in your inner circle. That's what he's in the business of. Our God is in the business of transforming lives. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to address some of this stuff, it changes us. And it helps us to be more effective for him. You with me? You know, we see Paul in reading the commentaries you don't need to be a scholar to allow the Word to impact your life. You need to be willing to learn and you need to read some commentaries. And I simply read a commentary this week, or a couple of them actually, in preparing for today. And I saw something real profound. I just want to tell you the type of person that Saul was, but he became Paul, but I'm going to talk him as Paul. The type of person Paul was before he had an encounter with Jesus. He was on the road to Damascus to persecute Christians. If anything, he was commissioned by his religious leaders to go and persecute Christians. Okay? He was called to do it. It was a mission. And interesting, in verse 13, it says this, And at noon, he encounters Jesus. And you're thinking, oh, that's really deep, Mark. Um, but at noon, it's interesting. No one traveled in the middle of the day. No one traveled in the middle of the day. You traveled early in the morning and you traveled late, late, late in the afternoon. You know why? It was too hot. It was too dangerous. If you had any um, animals or you're walking, you could be dehydrated. It was just dangerous and so you didn't do it. But if there was something on your heart, if you were full with so much conviction, if, if it was a life and death matter, you would travel in the middle of the day to get to your destination you with me and why was Paul going to Damascus to persecute Christians to kill those who believed in Jesus that's what he was full with so much rage and anger 
Jesus meets him on the road and changes him forever. And I want to encourage you this. I'm going to have a minute silence. I'm going to get you to close your eyes. Because God, I, I believe if there's any anger, if there's any frustration, if there's any disappointment, if there's any bitterness, just say, God, I invite you into that space. You could be disappointed at the church. You could be disappointed with where you find yourself. You could be disappointed, frustrated, anger. But right now, invite him into that space and he will do an inner work and he will bring the fruits of the Spirit, the Spirit, and he will rest on you. And he will do a new thing right now. Simply say, God, reveal to me and I hand it over to you. What is it, God? And I hand it over to you. God, I ask that you would come into those dark places in our life and you would bring your light and your love and your power to change us into more of your likeness. I pray that the peace of God that transcends all understanding would be ours today and we would experience it in a fresh like never before. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, my last point is this one. Moments with Jesus will always help clarify your greatest calling in life. Moments with Jesus will always help clarify your greatest calling in life. And as Christians, we don't just need a moment in history with Jesus. We need continual moments with Jesus. Are you with me? You want to see revival in your heart, revival in your family. You want to, it's a continual moments with Jesus that will clarify in this life, which is complex and there's so many things, of what is important and what is not important. Or actually, what is more important than some things that are important, but what is the most essential thing? And right now, when, when Jesus appears to, to Paul on the road to Damascus, he's still remembering what Jesus said to him. He's still remembering what he is called to do. And I believe the calling that Paul had back from message from Jesus is the same calling that the church and you and I have is this. It's found in verse 17 and 18. These are red letter words. And it says this, I'm sending you to help them. This is not about gathering here. God is wanting to send you to help them, to help the world. And guess what he wants you to do? He's wanting you to do this to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. He is wanting you to bring light into dark places. That's a calling on your life. A calling on your life and all our lives and the church's lives is to bring light into dark places. You with me? And the best way to bring light into dark places is spend regular moments with Jesus. You spend regular moments with Jesus, you're going to bring light into dark places. And you don't have to plan about it, you're just going to do it. When you spend moments with Jesus, you're going to live out this great calling. And the purpose is why. Why does he want you to bring light into dark places? And it goes on to talk about the forgiveness, so they would reveal the forgiveness of their sins. And they would have the opportunity to spend eternity with him in heaven. Do you want that? You want that for your friends and your family? We want that. And when we spend moments with Jesus and we're intentional in our friendships and we go out, it's going to happen. And that calling 
is on every one of us. And in this season, the church cannot retreat. If anything, I feel like in this season, this is for the church to expand. I think in this season, under persecution, under trial, whatever, the church always goes small and it always grows. And I feel like God's saying, Mark, don't be scared to go small in areas in order that you can grow the kingdom of God. And I feel like if we have space to journey deeply with people and who we've already journeyed with, and we're more intentional, you know what? God is going to do a great thing. I, I don't want to be in a movement that's retreating and going back. I want to be in a movement that is moving forward and seeing light come to dark places. You with me? And you know what? You don't have to do much different than you're already doing, but one thing you're going to have to do is spend moments with Jesus, be willing to share your story, and allow the Holy Spirit to do an inner work in you. Because you know what? I'm still an unfinished product. I'm still an imperfect pastor and leader. I will get it wrong from time to time. But I promise you this, I'm seeking God that he'd transform me. I'm seeking God that he would do a new thing in me. I'm seeking God that he'd knock off the edges so I'd become more like him. I'm seeking God that my friends who I've been journeying with for years and years will start to come to faith. And I've invited him to read my journal with me on the off week. And he's like, yep, I'm in. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm going to go to a coffee shop. We're going to read our word and open the word. I'm going to let the word of God do the heavy lifting. So I want to encourage you that he wants to do something new in and through us. And I feel like the Spirit was just reminding me, just remind us each what it's all about. And as Christians, we know what it's about. But sometimes we need a reminder. The team's going to come up and we're going to have a time to have a moment with Jesus. Allow the Spirit to speak through the song. But I'll tell you this. Lauren and I met some great people on the road. After 14 years of ministry, I needed a good break, and it was great to spend time with the family. We met some beautiful people. We're in like Northern Terrell in the middle of nowhere, and we bump into this beautiful family. We've got two young girls. They're so, such a nice family, and we caught up with them on the Gold Coast. We met some other people at different places, Central Queensland, Quartermoon, in New South Wales. We met so many good people all over. And you know what's crazy, this? Some people have been on the road for five to six years, and you know what they're saying? It's just, what's all this about? You know, I, I, I work hard and we come home and I've got debt and all this sort of stuff. I just sold everything I have and I just, you know, I'm just getting on the road. And they're still looking for what is it all about. Crazy. We're sitting in a, in a, in a campfire and four, 400 acres in a sugarcane farm, sitting around talking about the meaning of life. And I'm thinking, God, do I ever just get a break? I just want to sit and just relax. And people are talking about what it's all about. I don't want to be in the rat race like everyone else. I want to break it all out. And you know what it is? I went to bed that night and my heart was broken. Because people are looking for something that I already know. People are looking for something that I already have. And it is my job. It is my calling. It is the church's calling. It is your calling to share your story. Allow Jesus to change in you inwardly so you can be more outwardly focused and just spend time with him I can get a bit fired up as you can probably tell but you know what I just want what God wants and I know that you are the answer to someone's prayer I know that God has someone in your path this week this month this year that he's wanting to prompt that he's wanting to stir in you and we have to be a little bit bold. 
But I can tell you this, for many of your friendships, they already love you. They already accept you. And if you just said to them once a blue moon, you said, you know what, can I pray for you about that? Oh, that's interesting. You know, I I went through that situation once of all and I I gave it to God and we worked through this. And I'm saying there's going to be opportunities and God wants to use you to bring light to dark places. Mental health is raging. Mental health in kids, they're saying it's crazy. A lot of anxiety and all that comes sometimes from the parents. They're seeing the parents and the pressure and it gets flowed down. Not all the time, but a bit of the time. And you know what? I believe God is calling the church not to retreat, but to go out. He's sending you out. So there it was, guys. That was the sermon from Mark for this week. Certainly hope it was something that you were able to engage with and uh, something that uh, really struck a chord with you or uh, something that you're able to take away from. And I think that's so important. Every sermon we we hear, I think a lot of people that have been at church for a long time, you hear so many different sermons. uh, And it's, yeah, it's always important, I think, to, I guess, try that Swedish method uh, that you often do in in Bible studies and uh, connect groups where you're, you're trying to find something new and something interesting and something that's challenging you so I really do hope that you are you were challenged by uh, something there in uh, in Mark's talk uh, now um, with the way that uh, church is structured at the moment we have one week uh, at church on Sundays and then the other week we're going to be uh, connecting with our connect groups uh, so uh, during those weeks where we're connecting with our connect groups uh, we're going to be playing some of the online sermons that were played earlier in the year when we had a uh, lockdown and all that other fun COVID stuff that uh, some talks that were done uh, by both uh, Kim and Mark so we'll continue to, to rotate through those uh, every fortnight. But yeah, really do encourage you to uh, jump on board with a connect group if you're not doing one already. Um, yeah, feel free to uh, get in contact with uh, with Joel Campbell, um, Mark or Kim, or even just uh, use the contact form on the Shire Salvos website. I think it's a really good way of uh, not just connecting with the Word uh, and with the Bible, but really good at, uh, way of connecting with each other. Uh, Claire and I have a connect group and we've really enjoyed uh, engaging um, in God's Word with, with each other as well as engaging in in friendship it's a really good thing to do Claire if you're not doing it already isn't it yeah absolutely it's really good to connect um, learn more about each other about God and about how we can be his church and it's even better when people bring baked goods I know (laughs) we've had a few baked goods in our um, in our connect group so yeah really encourage you if you're not already to be a part of that yeah, definitely uh, jump on board that, get in contact uh, with the, with uh, everyone at Shire Selvers. I'd love to see you in uh, Connect Group. Uh, before we go, um, if you did like the podcast, feel free to share it around. Uh, we're doing our best to make sure that it's going to be on uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. We're just uh, tinkering around with a few little things at the moment. It is going to be on the Shire Salvos website to start, and that website is shiresalvos.org.au. It's a, uh, a great little website that's uh, going to keep you updated on everything that's happening in the Sutherland Shire and there's uh, all sorts of uh, different things uh, in regards to uh, to Shire Salvos there so make sure you jump on that and there's also the Shire Salvos Facebook page so if you throw that into your Facebook search by Shire Salvos uh, give us a like uh, you'll be keep you'll be kept updated on uh, everything that's happening in the Shire Salvos world but uh, that's all we've uh, got time for here on the very first episode of the Shires on the very first episode of the Shire Salvos podcast <laughs> 
That's what we have time for on the very first episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. This has been Jack Clifton and Claire Clifton bringing you everything that's happening in the world of Shire Salvos. Now, uh, just before we go, uh, the episode has been released midweek this week, but it is going to be released uh, around Monday morning each week. So uh, a little bit of a change. We've just uh, been tinkering and getting things set up. But uh, yeah, make sure you, you set your alarm and set your clock to uh, to that Monday morning schedule. We'll be uh, bringing out the Shire Salvos podcast each week. Claire, thanks for joining me in the Shire Salvos podcast. It was very nice. No worries. Thank you. It's going to be a good way to spend my commute into work, I think, listening to the podcast. Well, thanks for everyone that's tuned in and we'll catch you next week for episode two of the Shire Salvos podcast. Oh,